Hey everyone, so today's episode is a Instagram Live. Aaron and I did an Instagram Live for the first time the other week, and we just kind of were catching up and talking about some things we are currently working on. Um, and we also dived into some other interesting topics along the way, um, specifically about launching something since we are both working towards a launch at the moment. So just like in real time, talking through how that's going for us. So we hope that you guys find this episode interesting. It's very casual. Uh, it's just very much a catch up. So I hope you guys can just sit back, relax, and feel like you're listening to Two friends just talking so um, it's a little bit different than us sometimes we're a little bit more structured and have like a huge point to get across this week's a little bit more laid back so we hope you enjoy this new approach and that you stay tuned for next week we'll be doing a bit more of a targeted episode where we dive into like a very specific topic um, but just have fun this week so thanks again for listening and enjoy the episode yeah, so we're gonna be just chatting about upcoming projects we have going on. So Aaron has a um, a clothing line that you are currently working on, and I we haven't really talked about it very much. So I no, wanted we to hear. Really. No, I really yeah, it's so I funny. I have not heard much about it, but I want an update on how the clothing line is going. Yeah, I actually haven't talked too much about it in general, just because I think it's been you know as a creative and an artist, sometimes we're our biggest enemy because it's just tough to. Sorry, I got a work alert. Um, okay, so anyways, uh, Julia was asking me about my clothing line that I am hoping to launch. Um, I'm not doing it by myself. There's a couple, two other creatives that are along the journey with me. Uh, hopefully in August is what kind of what we're shooting for. Um, it's a very different form of art that I've ever done before. I classically trained in painting. Is that even the term? Classically trained in painting? <laughs> sure. Um, but with that, I switched to graphic design and that's with a career that I'm in right now, but I've always had this love for fashion and during the pandemic, that's where I was kind of like, it's now or never. And that's why I decided to try something new. And I was taking courses at the art Institute of Chicago or Chicago art Institute, um, on fashion. And I ended up absolutely loving it. And I was like, I don't know if it was just the professor, but he was phenomenal. And I wanted to learn more. And from there, I work, I'm working with a pattern maker that's local to Chicago and figuring out how we can bring a vision to life, uh, being that I'm not a pattern maker, but I can draw and sketch and, you know, figure out what I, what, what the creative need is, what I'm in fashion for myself. So it's kind of where it all started. It's called Millie Morris. It's named after my family, uh, my grandfather and my great grandmother, who are French, <laughs> and uh, my great grandmother was a single mother, and she, um, yeah, she um, always looked super fierce, and she didn't have a lot of money. She was a paper mill, working paper mills in Maine, but she always had her pearls, her silk blouses, this sharp bob. Um, she, I mean, she. Was, lived to like 99. <laughs> uh, she was awesome. And so just, she was intense. She was an intense French lady. <laughs> she scared me a little bit when I was younger, but it's based off of her and just bringing Parisian uh, streetwear um, to the forefront for everyone to wear. We are still in the process of working through prototypes. So we're going through our second round, which is exciting. Uh, it's definitely challenged my feedback skills. And I think as artists, we're used to getting feedback and taking feedback but I find it much harder to, yeah, to give feedback. So it's, it's, you know, something that I'm learning how to troubleshoot, uh, where for me, because I come from advertising and marketing, graphic design, et cetera, I'm so eager for the marketing side of it. I'm like, okay, well, let's get social media going. Let's get this. And so it's really tested me to really pace myself with the plan and not just jump 
to sharing it all with the world yet. Um, but it, it, Millian Morris uh, underscore is where we're at Instagram. There's a few posts, but it's not up and running for right now just because well, we don't have the clothes. So I gotta wait to get that close <laughs> to photograph it for everyone to see. But yeah, it's been quite an experience to just define that brand. And I've always given my creative marketing juices to others. So it's kind of a nice change of pace to actually take my own creative juices and put it into my own uh, brand. But yeah, that's kind of my biggest lift right now on my end for projects that I'm working on and will be continuing working on through the summer. Uh, Julia, how about you? Do you have any, I know we had spoken earlier about possibly a new series coming out. Um, what's going on in your world? Yeah, well, actually, first, I want to ask you a question about the fashion brand, the, the line, because oh, yeah. I'm just curious, like, how many pieces do you have so far? And, like, how long does it take to, like, develop each piece? Because I have, I know nothing about, about this. So we are launching with, as of right now, five pieces, two bottoms and three tops. Uh, I'm a bottoms person. I like... That sounds so wrong and weird, but I like pants. I'm a big <laughs> pants person, so we we're trying to come up with <laughs> two. I love those bottoms. I'm trying to pull out like my board of stuff. So my life has been like fabric swatches for a while and trying to figure out what swatches you want because what fabrics you want. Because a big thing with uh, textiles and making clothing is you don't want to pick a fabric or make a pattern and then pick a fabric. The fabrics are all thread in a different way. So you want to make sure how it's cutting and like form and silhouette is so important to me. So it's how things lay and how it all fits properly is my biggest, you know, push for it. So that's why we had to spend a lot of time picking our fabric. And even now um, we're making a t-shirt and as crazy as that sounds, it's um, for those that are watching live, here's a neckline of a t-shirt and I have like 20 other samples of them of just the crew neckline and figuring out which fabrics we've tested for three different fabrics to see which one we want to move forward with because using just a swatch I mean most anyone all you artists know like even with paint like doing painting one little swatch is not necessarily enough to tell what it's truly going to look like when it's dry and ready so that's what we've been doing a lot of that and doing test um prototypes even if it's just like part of the garment uh but yeah so we're going to start with five pieces you can start as as small as three. Um, we just have some tops that are based off of the same form. So with that, it was like, you might as well, you know, keep moving with that. Uh, so you do your prototype. Once we get our prototype, we'll get our tech pack and then we'll be working with the local manufacturer in Chicago. Um, and all of our fabrics are sourced from Canada um, and we are it's ethically sourced um, and sustainable which is great. And the fact that we're gonna stay in the United States is also a big win for the planet. Um, so cuts down on, you know, shipment. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's kind of where that's at, but it's been, it's a, it's a, it's a journey. It's a lot of trial and error and learning as we go. Um, so guys, keep an eye out for that and you'll start seeing some more marketing so for that eventually. once you launch the clothing brand, do you think you'll have, you'll try to have other people like sell it through other people or you're just going to be selling it? yourself like through your own like website and stuff yeah so the goal is we are going to stay um 
online, uh, especially with the pandemic and everything. We're not going to do a brick and mortar at this time. Um, I would love to do a brick and mortar in the future with a coffee shop and art in the background. And, you know, so. <laughs> but will you like sell it through other like people who have like boutiques, yeah. do you think? Okay, got it. Yeah. That's what I was, that's so I want to reach out to local small boutiques to see if they're open to carrying it in their space. Uh, there's a lot of great resources out there, even for any kind of artist. Um, Fair is one. I don't know if anyone's familiar. It's for It's for like local boutiques to buy uh, merchandise so that's something and you can put a limit like someone i've seen greeting cards that, that are sold there and it's like you have your minimum is a hundred dollars worth of greeting cards um because fair does take i think a portion of whatever that fee is but it's a catalog for boutiques to find new brands um and a lot of them are smaller brands or up-and-coming brands so I definitely would want to leverage something like that and fortunate enough to have some networking um, in Chicago of small boutiques and local business owners that um, I would love to pitch. And that's the big thing. We'll be pitching our outfits, sending them samples so they can you know, see it and if it's something that they want to carry. But that's definitely the goal. Um, doesn't, it won't be just Chicago, um, all my Boston friends and East Coasters. Um, we'll get it out there too. <laughs> so if anyone knows a small boutique owner, reach out to us because not only is that beneficial for like clothing lines, artists alone, um, boutiques love carrying art if they can, originals or print. So guys, keep that in mind, especially as um, stores are reopening and people are going in. I mean, I feel like they've been open for a while, but <laughs> I haven't been in them. Uh, but yeah, so, right. So it's, that's the goal. We'll be online, but we'll also be in local boutiques, just keeping it small. Nice. Yeah. I think as Kai said once on our an interview we did with a friend of yeah. mine, he's like, I'm trying to stay small. And I think it's like a good, it's kind of a good goal, I think, at first, especially when you're just kind of like learning and growing. Like, don't put the pressure on yourself to like become like something massive right away. Because, yeah. yeah, I would be massive right away if I didn't, you know. <laughs> it's one of those things, and I think it's something I've always, we uh, Julie and I were talking earlier today about like a creative bucket list. And as I'm working with my sister on it, and I said to her, I was like, you know, I, I don't care if we if we break even, perfect. I don't want to like go in debt because of this. But if we break even, I'm happy. Like I just want to be able to say that I did it, I tried, I pursued a dream. Um, if it, ha- but I'm not going in with high expectations or like big. I don't know. I'm trying to go in with a healthy mindset to not be. Sometimes I think having lower expectations, or so I find, is actually healthy. Like I think. If I, like, I actually feel like lately I had my expectations set too high for certain things, and I ended up being disappointed even if, like, good stuff happened. So, like, I think, especially when you're launching something new and it's, like, totally a new territory, like, obviously I'm sure it'll be awesome, but, like, having low expectations I think is... Yeah, I mean, you're going to find those artists that blow up overnight, that just, they hap- that happens to happen sometimes, not always, Um but I'm not going in with the mindset that's going to happen. I'm not producing enough for that to happen. Um, I would love for it to be sold out. We're going to do pre-sales just to, you know, get a better idea of stuff. Because, you know, I mean, like for anyone that paints ahead of time and not necessarily paint on demand, like per commission, like you're investing your own time and money into it, hoping yeah. someone else buys it. So. Buy yeah. So, I mean, you have to keep in mind the audience. I mean, and that's, uh, for art, any kind of art or any purchase good, you need to make sure you're still delivering something that others want. If that's something that you want to pursue as a career, because if it's only what you want, 
then it's good problem. <laughs> yeah, then it's a hobby, you know, then it's not a business. Yeah, Which exactly. I think is like exactly. the most challenging, like, like I think that's the most challenging thing I, I have to do as a painter is like be both a business and have like my individual inspirations and creativity and have those two things come together um, and not be inauthentic or anything. Well, keeping that with that in mind, actually, I know we can jump back to the Millie and Morris again, but um, keeping in mind of like, because, you know, you're painting um, as a career and creating art as a career. Is there something that you've been thinking about more of what your audience is looking for or um, future projects um, that could be coming up? Are you working large scale? Have you been doing any corporate stuff or just keeping it primarily... So it's kind of interesting. I I had a lot of like, I don't know how to describe this. I had a lot of like interest in the cityscapes that I did recently. So I had a lot of people who like loved them and it got me like, I think followers and people who are interested, but I, I think my audience didn't catch up right away yet. So it was like, it was I think people had followed me a lot of people originally for like my florals that I was doing and so the sales didn't necessarily like follow the new thing I was doing which I think is a good thing a good reminder for a lot of artists and creatives out there is doing a new thing is awesome and I think sometimes it'll like definitely create interest and create more depth for you as an artist but it can take some time before your audience and your customers and your clients like follow with that and so it definitely it's it's starting to like I'm starting to sell them now but I it wasn't like an immediate thing where like I think some of my florals like sell a lot quicker because I think people like know me for it more um or so you know so it's been the trend we'll see but yeah I do I am returning to florals I am doing I'm working on a floral series at the moment that I am reluctant to give a a uh a due date for yet it's because I just don't know um I it was actually my, my boyfriend Kirk who told me I wasn't allowed to because I always give myself like really unrealistic deadlines and he's like um you need to be like kinder to yourself like please don't announce a deadline yet until like you're sure you can meet it so I'm not that's why I announced just a year yeah I'm just like, like a year yeah 2021 coming soon so this will definitely be out in 2021 um but it will probably not be until like mid-may that these are released but um i'm actually still kind of figuring figuring out the series like as i paint it i'm definitely somebody who like i can come up with an, a general idea for a series but i can't like plan out piece by piece like you know it doesn't work like that for me so when I'm thinking about planning a series, it's like, okay, I know I'm doing cityscapes and I know I'm doing florals and I kind of let whatever I'm doing inform that. And there's usually like, I don't know, like two or three paintings that happen first that I just like completely scrap that I don't like or or they teach me something and I use them and edit them as I, as I go. But um, it's kind of like series are helpful guides but I kind of let the creativity like exist within the series. It's if it, if that makes sense. Like the series is like a what's that? It's like this is a weird like comparison, but like improv, and someone will be like, "You're in a school now, go yeah, now go." So yeah, like, that's that's essentially have, what it is. It's like an you have improv. The push the it kind of is like that. It's like here is here are the um, the rules that I've set for myself and be creative within those rules. Because if it's just absolutely like a free-for-all and I can paint whatever I want, my brain goes crazy. It's hard. It's harder to do that. And 
Um, I think I operated that way, like one painting at a time and, and like each painting could be completely different than the rest. The, the last, um, when I first got out of college and it was, it was actually very stressful. Um, so creating, so creating this sort of like, um, this regimen for myself of like working in series, I think is like better for me. Um, so yeah, anyway, more about the series that's happening. So I, at the moment, um, my general idea for the series or what seems to be happening within it, um, is that I'm definitely, it's kind of a focus on peonies. So like, I've always loved peonies. <laughs> everyone love, like, I'm so planting them today. Your, you're planting them today. Yes. Yeah, so I will have a subject matter for you to oh, use. Perfect. I need, I, need... I found them. It was called the romantic series. Oh, there you of go. Bulbs. And I think I got too many for my planters. <laughs> That's, I'm excited. I don't, we really don't have a, I don't have a place to plant peonies, but my mom has them. So I'm excited. And I'm thinking that like when the series comes out, that'll kind of be when they're blooming like in Chicago. So that's also kind of somewhat um, planned. So I, at the moment, I think there'll be at least one peony in every painting. And I'm thinking I'm going to call the series once again, like things will probably change and evolve as I go. I might, I'm going to call it party dresses. Cause I feel like peonies are like kind of, if they look like foofy dresses to me. And I kind of decided that because I don't know, I felt like the city series um, while also fun and had like bright colors was a little more like rigid, you know, you're like you're painting buildings. And so I just kind of need something different and more lighthearted for for this next series so it's gonna be more fun it's definitely gonna be colorful but it's gonna have um like pops of color rather than like color everywhere um yeah so that's the general yeah, I was curious about the planning like when you go into your planning to do the series um so it sounds like you set kind of your bar your barriers uh you know which direction you're going in but you don't know if you'll take a right or left to get there um yeah colors when you you says you were saying that you you're gonna have like a bright color is there gonna be a specific bright color through it do you figure out like your color palette for the series um just thinking of the chicago stuff it, they all kind of had a similar sunset vibe yeah. yeah so um yes there is definitely gonna be i think just even with flowers in general i mean like peonies only come in like certain number of different colors so like i'll be sticking within those colors and I'm gonna have a I definitely will have the backgrounds of each painting be a bit a lot more muted um or kind of like I'm gonna call it a boring color so like that the flowers <laughs> themselves a new thank you <laughs> sorry I only know boring and non-boring colors um so like a neutral <laughs> what are neutrals I don't I don't know her um that's all so, I know that's all, all you neutral. know I don't, I don't know anything neutral I'm like I'm just yeah all or nothing so a neutral it'll be like neutral like backgrounds um for the flowers I'd say and um but they'll the actual flowers themselves or the peonies not all the flowers like just some of them are gonna be like really bright and then the other ones are gonna be a bit more of those neutral colors mm. um so <laughs> peonies are the hero the peonies will be yeah they're gonna be the highlight of this and I and this kind of comes from too like once again going back to like a little bit of the marketing thing I know people really like the peonies I paint and those are like the flower that people really like and I'm, I'm actually contemplating going as I go forward painting around like creating a series around particular flowers um and doing that that way I don't know we'll see 
because now I'm just a gardener. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, so last summer I had pa- planted over 300 sunflowers in my parents' backyard. Call me crazy. What else was there to do? So yeah, I did COVID. That. Um, so my whole rationale for doing that was, you know, my parents' home backs up to a forest preserve path. And, you know, it was kind of a tough time. And I figured if I could help a stranger smile, I would. It wanted. I loved doing that. Um, so that's why I planted over 300 sunflowers. But Julia, last weekend, somebody stopped me while I was prepping my soil for this year's uh, sunflower garden. Not only have I doubled it in width and depth, um, I have saved the seeds from last year and tested them and they are growing. Oh, that's um, awesome. So you will have a huge garden of sunflowers of all different colors at your fingertips if you want. Oh, I think that should be my next series because I, I, I actually really, I, I should do like a midsummer as like the seed. My mom thinks I should have my series be based on like what's in bloom. So, because she's also a gardener. Well, people would also want more each season. So you have like your Christmas artwork, the holiday. Um, well, someone stopped me actually when I was uh, prepping the land and they asked if I was doing doing that again and I was like yeah and she was telling me how she had taken a photo of it and it's still her background oh, uh, wallpaper so on her cool. phone and I was like that one comment made all of that I mean it's a lot of work <laughs> and I was like no that all that work of growing all those sunflowers was totally worth it just because that one woman who and the fact that she stopped to tell me and I don't even live there it's my parents house I just I just grow sunflowers there <laughs> It's your like and pumpkins. I'm doing pumpkins. Pumpkins this year too. Well, I'm gonna try. Um, they've a lot of prairie land. Well, I have a lot of people then to like you know draw from my inspiration. From my mom also has like she started an entire like garden in our basement at the moment, like with seedlings with like so many flowers and has like the lights and like all the lamps and the it's it looks. I'm like mom, you might as well be having like like a weed operation down here. Like I was going to say, it probably like. looks and like, that's yeah. what it looks like. Um, anyway, so I will definitely have a lot of flowers to um, draw inspiration from, but I definitely am liking the idea of like doing flowers as they come into season and using that as like a guideline for myself too. Um, but then it's nice because then when, because we do live in a seasonal like place, like in the wintertime, focusing more on other things like, the cityscapes or other types of landscapes um, as I go. So thinking about just Van Gogh um, and all of his artwork with the flowers and the lilies and whatnot, I'd be curious and I I don't know this answer. You mean Monet or Van Gogh? Okay, it's okay. I was just got, sorry, I was thinking Starry Night and then I was like, wait, flowers? Uh, Monet. And if there was a season, like where because I want to say I'm soon I I would think at the time all of his stuff was live and he was painting it live and not I mean I know he wasn't taking photos on his iPhone and using them for later but it'd be curious to see kind of like what other artists in the landscape floral space what they if they had a rhyme or reason to what they picked for their subject matter yeah I I don't I'm sure there is, but I'm like, I'm also like a horrible art historian. So I just like look at the photos, but I used to be when I was in school, but I know like, I definitely think a lot of, 
a lot of their the impressionist work was comp- very seasonal you know of like what was happening at the moment yeah. so like i guess i could say i'm a modern impressionist in, the, in that regard or trying to be um <laughs> that's it. a little bit arrogant of me to say but like i mean in terms of inspired no. by that oh, sort no. of stuff <laughs> but it's giving your new hashtag a modern impressionist <laughs> hashtag I'm humble. i am hashtag humble <laughs> no, so, i love it yeah that's exciting perfect timing so that's what's that's what's new with the series coming up. I'm also currently working on editing my first ever demo, like workshop demo thing, whatever you want to call it. It's a it's actually a tutorial for how to paint a cityscape. So that'll be coming out for my patrons. I'm doing it for a charity that's paying me to do it, but I'm gonna give my patrons access to it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's also what I'm doing right now, which is interesting. I've never actually done something like this. So it might be something you see more of. Maybe we'll have a a floral workshop at some point. That'd be really fun. I think it would be fun. Maybe I could even do one in person. Yeah. I could even do one in person, like outside. Yeah. Sign me up. Would you say, um, because your subject matter is like these florals, have you gotten, um, skilled in the arrangements of florals um if that makes sense i i don't know do you, i mean do you i don't care a lot about that like what i do know do? i i actually like to i'm like so i got really interested so my the logan square farmers market has some beautiful flower vendors and i would spend probably all my money on their flowers if um so I, I definitely like had to like restrain myself from buying all the flowers and making flower arrangements, but I, I don't know how good I am at it, but I would say like, I definitely have like, I think just as an artist, like an artistic eye for like what looks good together. Um, I will never claim to be a florist though. I, I definitely think it's like a whole separate art and I definitely use a lot of like florist on Instagram for inspiration um, in their photos. So my work would not exist without Instagram uh, florists or um, other like floral photographers for sure. It's just interesting. I mean, I just think people forget that just be- there's more to it than just what you're painting. You have a still life. This is You're not in art school where it's set for you and you're just creating it. Um, especially when it comes to still life. Uh, obviously, if you're out and about and you're like, oh, that's a beautiful flower. I'm going to uh, paint that. That's one thing, but more often than not, um, which I'd be curious to know, like it's planned. Um, do you find yourself more often than not planning your like upcoming projects and upcoming series? I mean, you you were saying how. Well, I mean, like the don't the piece over- itself or yeah. like, the painting itself. Yeah. So I definitely okay. Um. So how I, oops, how I generally like operate when I have been how I generally operate when it comes to like painting within a series is I don't have like right now, for example, like peonies are not in season. So like I can't make like um, a floral arrangement from that, but I usually draw from different photographs that I use and I, and I create like sketches first based on those photographs to kind of like mix it up and figure out like what would look good as a painting. Cause not everything that's a photograph looks good as a painting. So you have to kind of like, work work it out for yourself beforehand um and i piece together a lot it's like it's usually like most photo most paintings i do are from like five different photos that i have like drawn inspiration from um never just like one photo that i'm like yeah that's what i'm doing um 
And I would say I kind of, so when it comes to within a series, I would say I still operate painting, painting by painting. I'll usually get an idea as I'm painting one painting for another painting. Um, that was like so many paintings in one, sen in one sentence. Um, but I usually get an idea. <laughs> I usually get an idea for a different piece as I'm painting the one I'm currently, you know, working on. But I would say that like, I don't, I don't sit down and say like, yes, painting number one is going to look like this. Painting number two is going to look like that. Um, so yeah, that's what, that's what I normally do. That's what I normally do. That's cool. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think, uh, we all need some bright florals in our lives. And I think it's great timing. I, I love the thought of like matching the floral with the season, um, even if it is just relevant to once. I mean, honestly, it's relevant to large parts of the U.S. Um, or more. Uh, but I do think that's really cool to do that. And I think it will. I'm excited to see what it is. And I clearly love peonies because I just got a bunch of peony bulbs that are, <laughs> they just arrived yesterday. I'm, I'm jealous. I'll just be, I'll, you'll have them actually at your house and I'll just have the painted version. Cause yeah, I'll send you some photos. <laughs> um, I have to, this isn't even my story to tell, but I'm going to tell cause I love it. Um, there was, I, I probably have told you the story about the peonies that there was a, my friend told me this story about her. She might even still be on, uh, one of her, someone in her neighborhood had a, he had a bunch of peonies in his front yard and they're absolutely beautiful. And this woman was walking by another neighbor and was saying like, sir, I like your peonies. Um, and they're East coast. So they have a thicker accent. And she kept saying, sir, I like your peonies. And she kept saying it over and over again. Cause he couldn't hear. He's like, what? I can't hear. I can't hear you. And then she suddenly like was looking around. She's like, that does not sound right. That sounds like something <laughs> and, I'm saying something else. Yeah. She's like, Never mind. <laughs> like, oh, flowers, flowers. I like your flowers. But I always think of that story, which I don't know the people. I was just told the story and I was like, this is too funny because that's totally something I would do. <laughs> it's just folklore at this point. Right? Yeah, it is. It is. It's going to go viral. Um, but yeah, uh, that's pretty much what we have up to date. I'm excited for your, for your uh, clothing brand launch in August, you know, tentatively <laughs> i understand the summer also tentative on my, yeah 2021 is when our series are coming out we're yeah we're trying to do a, a little bit more hard line timeline just because it when you because it isn't my primary focus right now when it comes to like my work like i am still primarily advertising um so it is hard to put in those extra hours uh, someone used to say to me like your nine to five is your job anything after or before is your career uh so it's which i thought was kind of an interesting take and i was like yeah but does everyone want to <laughs> do that but um, mine overlap for sure. right yeah exactly but i really want to make sure that i we i keep timelines like i don't i've never missed a timeline for a client so why am i missing like i should have the same expectations for myself um so treating it as if I am the client, uh, even though I'm working for myself, I think it's very important. I'm sure you've come into that. I mean, it's, it's tough working for yourself. There's flexibility, but you really need to stay on top of it with planning and timelines because otherwise it just, you push it off. Yeah, I 100% agree. I actually, even this week was like, I need to get like a giant dry erase board just to have like, like a game plan, like you know, for myself, like up on the wall, because it is easy to just get, like, especially when you're a creative person to just get lost in your thoughts and be like, oh, I'm going to work on this painting. And you're like, oh, wait, shoot, I have like six other commissions that I need to work on. And that's definitely what happened to me this week. I was like, oh, I'm so behind. 
on my commissions and all these other things. So I'm kind of playing catch up. So yeah, it, it's, it's, it's definitely the challenge of the creative career is being your own boss. And, and especially when you have another and job creative. and like the last thing, I don't know. I know personally, the last thing I want to do after like working a draining job is like come home and, you know, try to muster the energy to like paint oh, or yeah. something. Oh yeah. When you're creative all day, it's tough to then be creative again. Even if it's the space that you love to be creative in, it is sometimes draining or challenging. I find myself more often than not being like, I just need a break. I'll do it tomorrow. Or it's like, I have an idea. And I'm calling my sister or whoever. And I'm like, did you guys see this? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, I think for me, the best way to to sustain being creative, um, if it is past your nine to five is making sure the thing that you're doing, like for example, record, like doing this right now, chatting is a lot different than what I did all day today was like painting. So it's like a different kind of creating. So it like, I, I'm not drawing from the same well over and over and over again. It's like, okay, we're, we're dividing up like how I'm being creative. You're hot and cold water, different, 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 uh, lines (laughs) yeah exactly you can't it can't be all from the same the same source the same thing over and over again um but yeah so that's to be more to come everybody we'll we'll wrap up here but thank you for everybody for tuning into our first live kind of catch-up um situation of just talking about what we're working on and this will also hopefully as long as the audio is okay come out as a podcast episode so anybody who didn't stay for the whole live will will hear it um an edited version an edited version yeah so awesome (laughs) bye everyone bye